We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we go full on into the NFL, talking Super Bowl matchup, Tom Brady's retirement, and head coach Brian Flores' future with NFL linebacker Duke Riley, who played in Miami this season. He tells us about his relationship with Odell Beckham Jr. that dates back to high school, as well as being roommates at LSU, and he also gives us a lesson in NFTs. We're not sipping on booze today because it's a school day. This is Drinks with Binks. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Banks. I'm Julie Stewart Banks. We saw another wild weekend of NFL playoffs in the championship games. The Bengals coming from behind to beat the Chiefs in a wild AFC title game. And the Rams also coming from behind to stave off the Niners in the NFC title game. They will play host in the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium to Cincinnati. And to help us break down everything in the NFL, what we can look forward to in the Super Bowl, and also talk about his own career on and off the gridiron, I'm pleased to welcome in Duke Riley, who's played for the Falcons, Eagles, most recently with the Dolphins NFL linebacker. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the show. Cheers to a, a great, a great day and a great day to drink with you, Duke. What do we got? I, I just got some, uh, you know, it's a red cup in my house. You, you never know what's in here, really, to be honest. You with do you. never know what's in a red cup. <laughs> and I don't even know really what this is either, but mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's the way we spin it here on the show. Um we got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about, including you're also former LSU Tiger. Go Tigers. Yes, ma'am, I am. Go Tigers forever, LSU. Love it down there in Baton Rouge. And um, it, it really doesn't get any better. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. You, I mean, you didn't play with Joe Burrow because he was after you. Yeah. But seeing an LSU Tiger go to the Super Bowl, he's in his second year. You played against him yeah. when he yeah. when you were with the Eagles. What's it, what's it like to see him kind of get to this stage? Um, I'm, Joe Burrow is probably one of my favorite players of all time. Let's just say that, mainly because I went to LSU. Um, and the thing about college and NFL and high school, you know, your, your parents pick you to go to high school. You pick your college wherever you want to go. So that's why LSU will always have a special place in my heart. And uh, I was – the only good thing that happened in 2020 was LSU nat- winning the national championship, and it was because of Joe Burrow. So um, I'm just a, a huge Joe Burrow fan. Um, Jamar Chase, another LSU guy for the Bengals that I'm rooting for from New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. 
um, Odell on the Rams. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard. Like I played with Odell. So it's like, and that was like my college roommate. So me and him were real tight. So uh, I kind of, I don't know, man. I don't want, I kind of want to <laughs> see Owen though. I, I want to see Owen just because, um, you know, he, he's what, seven, eight years in and, you know, he's finally got a shot to, to um, and he had, he's had a lot of adversity in his career um, with all his injuries and stuff like that. So things are finally going the right way. So I want to see him win, but I wouldn't be mad if Joe won and Jamar won either. So it don't right. matter to me. Yeah, there's a lot of purple and gold going to be uh, on display in this game. And you mentioned OBJ, and he has had a lot of adversity, and he's been in the league and kind of bounced around. You said you were college roommates with him. What's what's yeah. something that, that people don't really understand about Odell Beckham Jr.? I mean, everybody knows the, um, the football player Odell and how amazing he does on the field and all the, the creative ways of catching that he has, but – you know, the type of person he is, is that, that really gets, you know, there's not a lot of good things that happen to bad people, you know, and a lot of great things have happened to him. That's just an explanation of like how good of a person he is, you know, because I believe karma is pretty real. And, um, I think that, um, he's just an unbelievable guy. He, he loves everyone. He's, he takes time with people that you wouldn't even think he would take time with. Um, and he's like an ultimate motivator as a friend. Um, he's got me out of moments where I was mentally down and uplifted me in many moments and vice versa, you know, so it's kind of like good to have him as a friend and, um, you know, really as a brother, you know, that's how I look at him. Um, my mom and my parents, we all, they all carpooled to the game. So like in high school, we, we were rivals in high school. So I've kind of been knowing him for a minute. So like I said, I'm, I'm really pulling him and hoping that, um, he can get one this year. Yeah, wow, that's so great that you guys have that kind of history and you have that relationship and you know who he is beyond the field because I'm sure it's, yeah. you know, everyone has their own take on who OBJ is and I'm sure it can probably get pretty infuriating listening to the talking heads on TV sometimes. <laughs> Thanks. Now nah, it's good to see him, man, especially like you said, somebody you, you, you truly know. Yeah. Well, he's uh, going to be playing with, or he plays with um, now Rams veteran, well, veteran in the NFL, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, who is getting his first shot at a, yeah. a Super Bowl. Uh, you That's know, amazing. you see, you look at Joe Burrow and you look at Matthew Stafford as a linebacker. Who would you rather go up against? Joe Burrow. <laughs> Why? I just want I just want to intercept him. As big of a fan as I am of Joe Burrow. I need to get a hand on one of his footballs. Like, that's like, I want every every quarterback who's a top guy, like, for me, I want to sack him and I want to get an interception from him or whatever, get the ball off him, you know, and I want mm-hmm. I want him to sign it after. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be, that's like, you know, that. use that as a trophy. That's like my goals and every time I play anybody, really. Okay, so uh, who do you think has the edge between these two quarterbacks based on the fact that you see and you study so many quarterbacks? Um, I wouldn't say, you know, it's it's never up to one person. So I can't say one of one of those guys have the edge. It's really up to the team, which team comes out and you know has the um I guess L A with the home field advantage. You know, it, it, it it'll it'll kind of help. But with the Super Bowl, I mean, it's fans coming from everywhere. You know, it's 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 a it's more of a I think they're fans of both teams, the people that come. So it'll kind of be split, but. And that really doesn't even matter when it all comes down to who's going to bring the most juice out there, who's going to be the most consistent. Um, I feel like every football game is one with three or four plays, you know, because a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of plays are really consistent, but it's like one or 
three or four plays where it's either a blown coverage, a flag or a penalty that, that, you know, extends the drive or something like that, you know? So pretty much whoever can stay consistent and make the least amount of mistakes because, you know, who, who expected, um, <laughs> the Bengals and the Rams to be in the Super Bowl this year. I don't think no one, maybe Joe Burrow's dad, because he, yeah. he bet on him to win the Heisman that he wanted. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no, so, we'll have to see if he bet on them. Yeah, about, that's hey, some good intel. I know one thing. I know if, if I know his dad, if his dad bet on him to win the national championship in the Heisman, he definitely bet on him to win the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP if they went. You know, that's I'm, yeah, I'm, so, I'm calling it. You know, he probably didn't, but if he did it before, why not? Yeah, man, if he did, we all got to jump on that train too late now to, I guess, make some real cash. But, geez, that would be a nice payout for his dad. Um, You know, (laughs) we look at some other quarterbacks in the league. We can't help but talk about, of course, Tom Brady and, you know, him announcing his retirement now on his Instagram and making it official. What's sort of like your reaction just as like a football player, um, a person to seeing Tom hang it up? Oh man, Tom is unbelievable. I feel like if you Google the word football, a picture of him should pop up. <laughs> um, his he he deserves it, man. He he deserves all of the flowers that everyone's given him, um, and he deserves mostly to spend some time with his family now. Um, I feel like he doesn't need to come back because he doesn't need to prove anything. He, I feel like that's how he feels. He has nothing else to prove. Um, and no one ever should question who's the greatest. Wow. So he is, he's the goat for you. Uh, 100%. 100%. I think he's the goat for not just me, everyone. Um, it's coaches respect him. Like, <laughs> you know, like you playing Tom Brady, you know, like it doesn't matter any second, any, there's, if there's time on the clock, he has a chance. <laughs> yeah. What's it, what's that like? I mean, you you've been on the other side of the field with Tom Brady. What what do coaches say when you're when you're going to go up and face him? Pretty much, you just gotta always stay focused and stay stay ready because he he'll he'll he he knows he he's seen every type of defense that you can bring at him. He knows all the disguises, so you have to do your job. Don't try to do anyone else's job because he's going to find the person who's trying to either do someone else's job or he's going to find the weak link. He's he's mm-hmm. he's done it for 22 years. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Yeah, let's talk about Duke, man. Duke Riley. We got him here on the show right now. We're, we're <laughs> drinks with banks with Duke Riley. And, uh, yeah. you know, you played with Miami this season. What you're, you're heading into the offseason, UFA. What's what's sort of the ideas on your future at the moment? At this point, you know, because um, I was a free agent last year also and uh, going into one of the worst years with COVID, um, I think a lot of guys felt my pain. Um, but this time, you know, cause I was so worried last year, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I was always worrying about like, am I going to get a call? Am I going to get a call? And now I'm just, um, just, just staying ready. You know, I, I feel like I've done enough to at least have a job and that's what's most important. Um, I love the game of football. I love it more than anything. Um, it's who I am. And I feel like where, wherever I'm at. It's it's going to be whoever wants me the most and um, whoever, you know, so I'm going to be happy regardless. I would love to be in Miami. I love Miami. Um, this I feel like Miami, when I the first my first time coming to Miami, I always said I was going to be here and live here. And I finally got the opportunity. Um, and I felt like I left a mark. Mm-hmm. Um, not just on what the coaches, but what the players, the teams, the fans. Um, I felt like my presence was felt every day. Um, I go to work a certain way. Anyone who ever played with me would tell anyone that the same way. I, I show up every single day. And some people don't know how I do it, but I, I, I do it because I, I just love being out there. I love I love being a guy that people can look to for energy. Um, and I love to show my passion regardless of every day. And because I've been injured before, I've been injured before. I've um, I've had moments where I I I, I never not never thought, but I, I didn't think that it would be going good again, <laughs> you know, because whether it was stuff that happened in my life or, um, you know, the injuries. And um, I had to build my way back up through special teams in Philly and earn a starting job. And then I come to Miami and I have to do it again. But I only played one year at LSU. A lot of people don't even realize that I played special teams for three years and I started one year, played one season and got drafted the 74th pick. You know, it's just like a, I guess that's just how life is. It's not always going to be the way you want it, but if you just be consistent and you, you continue to do the exact same thing, the same repetitive thing that is the hardest thing to do, and you stick to what you love and what you believe, you can achieve whatever you want. It doesn't even matter. And that's what, not just football, that's what day-to-day life. Yeah, well, I mean, that. I mean, your energy is palpable and the passion and just having to have gone through the adversity and, and still have such that such a hunger and drive is, is motivating to anyone. And, you know, regardless of, as you mentioned, if it's on the field or off the yeah. field, I'm feeling it too right now, just through the screen. <laughs> Keep going on the hard days, right? And then <laughs> when things are tough. So I can see why you mentioned, you know, the energy and the motivation you think is, is something that definitely rubs off on the guys in the locker room and with Miami in particular you had a chance to be coached by Brian Flores this year you guys won eight of your last nine games um what was your reaction when you heard he was fired if I'm being honest um it was shocking you know um but then again it's a business you know um excuse me I um I've been traded I've been (laughs) I've been on teams where they say they love me and they let me go. And so it's like something that, you know, not when you get to a certain point, I'm going on year six, you see it, you see a lot, see a lot of things happen and you just realize that it's a big, that it's a business. That's why no matter what, 
just like Flores did, just like I do. You show up to work every single day the same way. And just as Flores did, Flores is interviewing for head coaching jobs with other teams right now, you know? So he obviously did the right thing. He's a great coach. Love playing for him. I love um, – he was the same guy every day. You're not, you're not going to get anything other than, you know, what Flores is, you know? And this situation that happened, I mean, I'm pretty sure Dolphins, you know, they, they made their decision that they thought what was best. And as a business, they people make the best business decisions, you know, regardless of this keeping a guy because it's all, it's all a business, you know, and the quicker you realize that, the, the more you appreciate it, the more you realize that it could be taken away and it could be gone regardless of what happens. So... Right. Like it might not necessarily make sense on the outside. It might not. Yeah. It might not make sense on the outside, but it makes sense. For, it makes sense somewhere else. You know, um, I had, I, I had a, the season started off one and seven. We didn't know where it was going to go. And Flo just kept saying, and everyone just kept preaching, do the same thing and keep focusing on the fundamentals, the little things, the individual technique. All he spoke was technique and fundamentals. And the more we focused on the little things and the technique and fundamentals, we started to win. Um, we built the camaraderie in the locker room, the team. It, it felt good. Um, it felt good. And it's, it, it feels good, too, to know that, um, you know, possibly, you know, Miami's coming into the, you know, it's, it's out there. Miami has the most cap space, and they have the possibility to keep a lot of guys that were on the team regardless. I, you know, that's not out of, my, out of my league, you know. I can't even yeah. speak that talk, you know. But – I hope I'm back. You know, I have fun with yeah. Flo. I have fun. I I, 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 I had a relationship. Flo knows like the type of player I am, and we and we all knew what type of coach he was. You know, it was um, it was fun. It was a, uh, it was fun. We had we we won games where people thought we were going to lose, and it just feels so good to see people stick together when it's going bad. You know, I've been to a lot of I've been on other teams, and when stuff ain't going good, it's not always going good you know, in the locker room, but it was always going good because we showed up to work every single day. And it wasn't just me, you know, it was, a, it was other guys also, but, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a fun season. It was one of my funnest seasons. I feel like, um, people always ask me, uh, what's the, um, what was the best part of the season? I'm like, man, the best part of the season was after a win and the plane ride, like back from the plane, just because, you know, that's the only um, on the flights, the phone service didn't work, and they purposely. I want. I think um, maybe it was purposely. I don't know, but if they did, they if they did it purposely, it was a really good, um, a really good thing that they did. They didn't put Wi-Fi on the plane, oh. so with them not putting Wi-Fi on the plane, it, it gave us opportunities to get closer as as a, as a team. And so all we could do was talk to each other. We couldn't, you know. I don't really sleep on planes after a game, especially a lot of people don't sleep after the game because you you think you'd be tired, but your energy level is so high and it's just so hard to just get calm because you, it's like um, if an artist was to perform or whatever, they they wouldn't be tired. They would still they would still have energy and still you know want to want to move around a little bit. So it's kind of like cool, man. We get around, we talk, and we just talk about the game. We watch the game as the as like I'm watching the game with my person in my seat or I'm getting around, going around. And it just, we were just coming so close. You know, I wish the game, I wish this, I wish we would have won. Um, I know a lot of people did, but I just wish we would have won because I feel like if we were in the playoffs, I don't know. I felt like 
what we were doing, how we showed up every day, good things would have happened. You got to talk about your NFTs because <laughs> over your shoulder there, everyone's probably like, what's going on? Yeah. Tell us about, tell us about the NFT biz. What got you into it? <laughs> what do you like about it? Well, um, a year ago, my brother was telling me about NFTs and, you know, sending me, um, man, I don't know anything about that. You know, it's, I don't, I, I didn't know too much about the space and I just kept hearing about it. And my fiance would, um, I seen her, her getting into it. And usually when she gets into something, it's something, you know, she doesn't just mess with anything. You know, she moves, she moves a certain type of way. Yep. Love it. I like to do my own research. You know, people, if someone can't, I know this might sound crazy, but if someone can't dumb something down for me, then they don't really know it. If they're just right, telling like you. Just layman's terms, very basic. What is correct, this? If yeah. they're just, if they just. If they're just telling me this and like they're reading from a PowerPoint or whatever, um, then they don't really know it. So she was able to dumb it down for me, as crazy as that sounds, because I spend so much time in ball and it's hard for me to like. As Most a people don't know anything about NFTs. And so a, a lot you're of people don't know about it. Exactly. So I, I did, she was able to do that for me. And once she was able to do that for me, um, I started to, to do my own research. I figured out how to what to download, what, what apps, the right apps to get the, 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 the right wallets to get the, and I learned how to look at the projects the right way. Because you see now, I mean, you look anywhere, everywhere you look, you see an NFT. And I just love the fact that you can be part of so many communities and get so much knowledge. And there's so, there's people from all over. I mean, there's people from yeah. different countries buying NFTs and you get information and on alpha information on her and things that's about to happen next because it's a lot of money being made in the space. Um, the Web3 world and the Web3 space is pretty much what we in the next five years is going to change everything. Um, you a lot of people are going to be doing every like we're doing meetings digital right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're never seeing people again in our entire life. Basically. Exactly. So it, as crazy as it is, but like in a good thing about it is not a lot of people know about it. Okay, so it's great that you're in the NFT space, and we'll hopefully when we put this out, we'll get some more people involved in that, because uh, it's definitely something that's everyone has curiosity over, but they're not really sure a whole lot about. Before yeah. we let you go, because we know we got to get you going soon, but at, off the top, you mentioned about um, the microphone that, that's yeah. near you. You make some music. Yeah. Tell me about that, What's what you're doing there. So I actually own a... Um, well, I told you, I do everything a certain way. Um, when I'm out of football, I treat it like as I have a full-time job to do something else. So I created a fishing business and I created, uh, I'm, I pretty much found two things that I love besides football, fishing and hunting and stuff like that outdoors. And I love music. So I pretty much made those my jobs outside of football in the off season. Um, I have trusted people that work it when I'm not, um, when I'm in season, so I can focus on ball. Yeah. And while I'm out of season, um, it's pretty much like every day. I just was in a studio with an artist named Jawan Ford, who um, who me and my fiance is working with. She has her own. My fiance has her own music label called One AM. Um, and I have Rich Mind Studios. It's a studio in New Orleans that I that I'm um I, I co-own with with my business partner, and pretty much creating a a space 
in New Orleans that's like no other, like New Orleans that I haven't seen because New Orleans has a lot of talent. I'm actually about to um, build a studio out here in Miami. That's my um, off-season project. But I create music. I, um, I'm i actually about to... I have like five, six songs right now that I've been holding on for a while that I'm finally... My fiance dropped hers on uh, New Year's Day, so I finally... I was like, okay... We got to do this. So I finally got the confidence and, uh, I, you know, I, I, I performed in front of my high school for the state championship game in uh, 2011 or 2012, whatever it was. Um, so I've been, uh, I've been a fan of music. And it's just timeless. You know, you listen to a song and you can go back to eighth grade. Awesome. You're you're doing every single thing. Man, I need yeah. to pick up some more hobbies to keep yeah. up. This is inspiring. <laughs> had an awesome time drinking and banking with you here Duke Riley and you know where can everyone find what you're what you're working on next well just on my Instagram just type Duke Riley and I uh, I pretty much put Instagram or Twitter I put uh I post on my my NFT news and my and my you know information about that stuff on there usually Instagram is where I put my content where, where, where fishing or music or football. <laughs> so, and it's just Duke Riley and my Twitter is uh, one goal, one dream. Great. Okay. Well, there's so much for people to follow and to be interested in about what you've done and where you're going. And we're really excited to see what happens with your NFL career and on and off the field. Oh, yeah. So much going on. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Really, really appreciate the time. And guys, make sure that you, you know, check us out. You know where to find us on social at Fubo Sports on YouTube, where all of our episodes are, as well as Twitter and Instagram at Fubo Sports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. <laughs>